inch by inch, row by row, gonna make this garden grow. I beg your pardon, I never promised you a rose garden, along with the sunshine, there's gotta be a little rain sometime. Sugar. Good morning, News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. It's the Garden Line with your host, Mike Wiggins. So glad you're joining us this morning. If you have questions for Mike, let us know, 437-1620. Mike Wiggins, how you doing this hey, morning? Hey, I'm doing, I'm doing pretty good. I um, I left half my voice at home, so. Oh, you sound um, good, man. <laughs> Yeah, you do. <laughs> Maybe you sound better. <laughs> Who knows? Sounds clear. I don't know. You might not be feeling the best, but it's uh, oh, your no, voice feel, sounds clear. I feel great. I oh, think okay. it may be a little allergy or something. I don't know. Oh yeah, the it pollen uh, yesterday. I came out of my apartment complex. I could just see it just on just laying everywhere. That, that yeah, all lots over of, my lots car. Of pollen. Yeah, just, you know, this morning and and of course, what else is happening? Is all the oak leaves are, I think are starting to fall now. And oh. If you um, remember last year, Jake. It was like an invasion um, with the the oak leaves. They got so thick and fell so fast, and you could hardly ever rake them up. And by the afternoon, they were back. So uh, I have a feeling that the weather has been a little bit the same this winter as it was last winter when we had that one big cold, and hopefully we're not going to have another. So probably be an oak leaf season. But, um, you know, if that's the worst thing that happens to us, Jake, we're going to be okay. They're going to be okay. Exactly. As a matter exactly. of fact, you know, it's a special time of year. Today is uh, Fat Tuesday, Mardi Gras, if you will. Mm-hmm. And um, tomorrow is Ash Wednesday. Yes. As mm-hmm. we prepare for Easter, which um, will be here, I want to say March 31st. Am I saying that right, Jake? You got mm-hmm. the, your calendar yep. March, over there? March 31st, March, March 31st this 31st year. March 31st is Easter. leap year. So um, the, year, the year is moving on. There's no oh, question about gosh. it. Yeah. And, of course, so many of us uh, at the beginning of um, after a fat Tuesday, we must start making out what we're giving up for Lent. Mm-hmm. Any ideas? What do you think we should do? Well, I, uh, I got a jump on the new year's resolutions and got a really big <laughs> jump on the Lent and I gave up caffeine for a short time, but that did not last. Um, no, that's so, not gonna last. don't try that. Yeah. I think, uh, I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to give up. I, I hate giving stuff up, but, uh, but yeah, uh, energy drinks. Definitely. I used to get, uh, I used to get this energy drink. It's a tea with all kinds of ginseng and stuff like that. But I was looking at it the other day and it has, uh, Three times your daily amount of sugar per serving, and there were three servings in each can. Really? <laughs> Ouch. So much for that. Yeah. No wonder I'm pudging out. <laughs> yeah, I am. Woo. I, I think it's just one word for me. I just need to give up calories. Mm, definitely. <laughs> yeah. It. So I'm going to do my best on that. Well, I mean, there's king cakes laying around everywhere, oh, so it's hard not so to just good. say, oh, I'm going to have another piece just, of king Just cake. one more real quick before we um, get into Lynn. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Well, anyway, so um, it's a beautiful day. Mm-hmm. The weather is great. We do hope that um, we'll have um, a bunch of texts and phone calls today. We'd love to hear from you. We already got see, one. See what you're up to. And so we, um, we'll go on with that. I do, before we, the day is over, I hope we can get into a little bit of, um, of houseplant care. We've done some of that on the garden line before. But um, Sheila Dunning, who's an extension agent, has um, sent us a, a nice note about 
how winter is the easiest time of the year to kill the plants that you brought indoors <laughs> <laughs> because, you know, we brought them indoors so they wouldn't die. Uh, but she says, um, it's a winter is a time where you're going to have some problems with those that you did bring inside. So we'll, we'll talk a little bit about the note from, um, from Sheila and also maybe a little bit about weed control and uh, maybe some proper lawn management that will help the weeds, um, not be quite as bad as they have been in the past. So we, we've got some stuff to talk about today, but we would love to hear from you, the listener, as to what you're up to. All right. We've already got a caller, Dan from Pensacola. Are you with us, Dan? Yes, I am. All right. What's your question for Mike Wiggins today? Morning, Dan. Hey, good morning. I just want to jog your memory a little bit. I guess back in the 80s, uh, the Azalea Satsuka was uh, – the go-to azalea for home building and everything. I've got, I had a bunch of them. I still have a few left, but I'm going with the encores this year. That's smart. And they're blooming now. Smart, yeah. And uh, but I think I might keep some of them after they bloom. I'll trim them back. Uh, but I was just curious. Uh, I noticed on the west side, some of them were blooming before Christmas over there. But mine is starting to come out. I guess with the sun, we're getting more of. What do you know about the Satsuka azalea? It's a dwarf azalea. It's a dwarf azalea, which has a little smaller leaf, if I'm thinking of the same one. It's kind of a variety. Well, these, I think you get different colors of them, but it's sort of a dwarf. Yeah, these are kind of a, well, these things got up to about 10 feet tall, and uh, they're pink, pinkish. Well, so, the ones uh, I'm thinking about is the Satsuki. What I, what I call them, of course, I'm probably pronouncing it wrong, is the Satsuki um, azalea, which yeah. I have always um, thought or thought, and the ones I've dealt with were smaller growing azalea. So I may have the wrong one. It's very the ones I'm thinking about are very similar to the gumpo azaleas, not gumbo, but gumpo azaleas, which were a, a relatively short growing mounding azalea that, quite frankly, was all the rage back in that. That was all the rage back in the '80s. But quite frankly, in my opinion, they really didn't work out that well for many reasons. But one reason that was really kind of interesting, Dan, was those azaleas were kind of brittle. In other words, if you've got um, a bunch of gumpo azaleas or satsuki azaleas that are in your landscaping and you've got kids playing soccer in the front yard, <laughs> when that soccer ball hit that azalea, it was over. It was so brittle. So that was just my experience with that. But the azalea you're talking about that's going to grow that high, I'm not sure. I've, I can't, can't relate to that one. I'm not sure which one that is. Yeah, okay. I was just curious. Uh, yeah, when I was cutting them down, I did find so, a bunch of brittle growth yeah. deep inside. Right. But uh, they just got out of control and real leggy, and I, I just want to – I might keep a few of them. I'm going to trim them back after they bloom. Well, uh, that's, that's the thing to do, and I think every – yeah, any azalea we have in Pensacola, that's the time to prune them is after they bloom. Um, yes, and even yeah. though even though after this winter we had, a lot of us will want to get out there and get our landscaping back in business. And, you know, your azaleas may be getting a little leggy or maybe getting, you know, a lot of new little water shoots all over them. But just patience is the word. Just everybody needs to kind of cool it and let's not do a bunch of pruning for a while. Let's get into maybe into mid to late March at least before we get um, let's get out of the range of a hard, hard freeze. Because you start pruning, you're going to get new growth, and 
you know how what happens then here comes the freeze and it zaps back that new growth which weakens the plant so we don't want to do that thank you for your question dan i'm going to get thanks i'm I'm going to do a little research on that on that taller growing um sasuke azalea and see what i can round up thank you good question uh we are uh, wow we're just getting flooded with texts right now i've got so many questions we've got a commercial break i already have to get to wow this is this is already going i don't even know if we're going to be able to get to what you have on your list today with all these questions so to heck with my list exactly let's see see what folks have on their mind the people all right so when we come back we're going to answer somebody wants to know what and when should i fertilize my crepe myrtle trees uh, we'll talk about that. Lots of questions coming in. Get them in 437-1620. Take a quick commercial break and we'll be right back with more Garden Line on News Radio 923, informative, local, dependable. It's the Pensacola Expert Panel. Hi, I'm Mansfield Coe from Pensacola Hardware. We are your best local and regional resource for industrial construction and hardware supplies. Daily, we meet the needs of Pensacola's construction companies, providing superb knowledge and co-compliant products. We specialize in concrete and masonry tools, fall protection products, and tools and supplies for the HVAC, mechanical plumbing, electrical, and glass trades. Give us the opportunity to show you why we are Pensacola's oldest and best hardware and construction supply company. Pensacola Hardware, 20 East Gregory Street, downtown. Stillwater's Day and Medical Spa is here to help take the pressure off of you finding the perfect Valentine's Day gift this year. Share your love this Valentine's with a gift of renewal and relaxation at Stillwater's Day and Medical Spa. Stillwater's offers a variety of spa treatments, including facials, massages, spa pedicures, and more. Valentine's Day gift certificates can be purchased online at stillwatersmetspa.com or in person at the spa located in downtown Pensacola. Stillwater's Day and Medical Spa, Pensacola's world-class luxury spa. Do you feel disconnected from the educational resources your family needs? Resources like free tutoring, aftercare, and scholarships? Join me, the host of Voices United in Education podcast, Meredith Hackworth-Edwards, and Cody Struther from the Scandia County Public Schools on Pensacola's Expert Panel, Thursday, February 15th at 9.30 a.m. We'll talk scholarships, aftercare, and tutoring, as well as our first ever Podcast of Palooza event on March 2nd. The Pensacola Expert Panel on News Radio 92.3 and AM 1620. Text or call with your questions, 850-437-1620. Hey, Joe Montana here. Back in my football days, I knew the importance of a strong defense. Now I'm sharing how you can help defend your health against pneumococcal pneumonia, a bacterial lung disease that can be life-threatening. If you're 65 or older or 19 or older with certain chronic conditions like diabetes or asthma, you're at increased risk. Talk to your doctor or pharmacist about vaccination and learn more at knownemonia.com. That's K-N-O-W pneumonia.com. Sponsored by Pfizer. Local experts share their expertise on the Pensacola Expert Panel. It's Pep Talk on News Radio 923. Informative, local, dependable. News Radio 923, informative, local, dependable. It's the Garden Line with Mike Wiggins. Get your questions in, 437-1620. We've just got lots of questions from listeners today. We're going to go ahead and jump right in and get to those. Uh, we were talking about crepe myrtles before the break. i got a couple questions here that kind of uh, can be uh, looped together here. So the uh, the first listener wanted to know, uh, with what and when should I fertilize my crepe myrtle trees? And somebody right after that wanted to know, I've heard that Valentine's Day is a good time to cut back on your crepe myrtles. Is that accurate? And can you give us any tips? Absolutely. All let's, right. Let's do um. Let's do the cutback first. Okay. Okay. Um, 
at my age, I don't do ladders anymore. Right. <laughs> just don't. It's too dangerous. In any event, I have to hire somebody to cut them back. I've got a young man who comes over once a year. He's, he's really good at cutting back my crepe myrtles. And I had him do it last week. The time is perfect to do it right now. I am, would certainly start cutting them back. Um, there's there's a, kind of an art to it. You want, don't want to cut them all that new growth off all the way back to the old growth because then you just have a big knot there, and that's not very attractive. I had him cut back the new growth about half, and they really do look good. Um, just go up and just get on your ladder and just make them kind of form them up and just cut off about a third of that new growth. You can't, the new growth is easy to identify because it's, um, it's, it's a little more spindly usually. But in any event, that's what you need to do is cut that new growth back about a third or a half and, and do it right now. All right, now it's a good idea. Now, insofar as fertilizing crepe myrtles, that also is a good idea, but I would wait a little bit. I would wait until those crepe myrtles start coming out of dormancy, start putting on some new growth, which sometimes is a little later than some of your other trees. So I would say that's probably going to be in March or even 1st of April. And here, here's a little formula that I would think about using is that measure from the drip line all the way through the tree to the other side of the tree, the other drip line, and figure how many feet that is. A big crepe myrtle is probably going to be maybe 10 feet, maybe 12. Take a, a one pound of your fertilizer and spread it all the way under drip line to drip line, all the way inside to the trunk of the tree, all the way out to the drip line, all the way around the tree. I would use, quite frankly, you won't go out, to a garden center and find crepe myrtle fertilizer. I would use azalea and camellia fertilizer. It's got a good formula. It's got a lot of iron in it, a lot of minor elements. And once you put that fertilizer underneath that tree, all underneath the drip line and water it in after it's coming out of dormancy, uh, you will have done pretty much what you need to do for your crepe myrtle, probably for the year for, cause that fertilizer will take care of um, its needs, especially in the spring. And it should just bloom. Great myrtles are a great plant. Gives us color when we're all outside in our yard. And it's um, just great. So many colors, white, lavender, red, you name it. So, yes, those are, those are two things I would do for my crepe myrtles. All right. Uh, get your questions in, 437-1620. We have a caller on the line. We have Kathy from Pensacola. Are you there with us, Kathy? I am. All right. What's your question today? Morning, Kathy. Right How are you? Yeah. Hey, hey, Mike, listen, um, we have under our uh, dining room window, we have a window box that's made out of brick. And we had some dwarf azaleas in there, and half of them have died, and we're going to take them all out and put something else in. What do I need to put in there that, you know, won't be growing up over the window? And secondly, can it have some color? I was going to say it's on a window box like that color is great. I, um, I have a friend that had kind of basically the same thing and it wasn't in pure sun. It was in sort of filtered shade and they put caladiums in there for the summer and they just were absolutely gorgeous. If you're going to go with some of the other annuals um, and you do have a lot of sun, uh, Vinca is real good. Uh, periwinkle, same thing. Um, some of your begonias, some of your um, bronze um, leaf, red 
blooming begonias are really good. If you're going to put just plain plants in there, some of your dwarf plants are good. Um, a dwarf, um, a dwarf pittosporum is not bad. That's kind of an interesting plant. Some people like to put evergreen giant liriope in a planter like that, which will last you forever. It's, it's not an annual. It's not a perennial. It will um, stay there, stay healthy as long as you water it. And of course it gives you some green and you could sometimes, if you have room in this window box, put some of the evergreen giant liriope for a solid green color. And in contrast, put some of those annuals or perennials in that window box. So really your options are many insofar as landscaping that window box, but um, I, that's just a few ideas. Okay. So how do you spell Lariah put? L I why I went to Florida State. I don't know if you had to spell things. Lariah. P. That is L I R I O P E. But you know that's that is good, Jake. I was just gonna I was just gonna say that. I did win a couple spelling bees, but I had to look that up. Oh, oh, and one other thing, Kathy. If if you do go the the Lariah route which is monkey grass let's face it um the taller growing one's called evergreen giant liriope but you also if you wanted a smaller one there's mondo grass mondo grass is a type of monkey grass liriope if you will that's a, for lack of a better word it's a dwarf and it doesn't grow very high but it really is in a good contrasting plant one other thing if you have room and i of course i can't see the window box I think some of your bush daisies, if you have room, they're going to get, oh, I don't know, maybe two feet or so, maybe three feet in the in the summer. But, boy, they will give you color all summer long. So that's not a bad choice either for your window box. Yep. Thank you for your question today. Thanks, Kathy. Yeah, that's thank you, Kathy. Stuff. Thanks for listening. All right, we've got so many text questions coming in. Uh, we've got to take another commercial break. Our good our good friend Stefan wants to know uh, about getting rid of sand spurs in your grass. That Those things, yeah, I'm definitely definitely with you there, uh, Stefan. We'll talk about that after the break. Don't go anywhere. we got more Garden Line text messages just rolling in, so get them in, and we'll, and we'll try to get them answered on the air while we've got time. Uh, man, this time goes by quickly. We'll be right back with more Garden Line with Mike Wiggins right here on News Radio 92.3. Attention, hunters. It's time to get better results for your food plots, and Barnes Feed Store has what you need to help make your hunting season a success. If you have soil sample results, bring it in, and they'll point you in the right direction. Get your bags of pre-mixed seeds or single seeds, deer protein, rice bran, deer candy, and your headquarters for Pennington Rackmaster. Get your food plots right this year. Get over to Barnes Feed Store, a proud Pensacola tradition for over 65 years in Ensland, Old Palafox, and in Molino on Highway 29. Pensacola, it's almost time for the most Mardi Gras for all y'all event of them all, the Grand Parade, Saturday, February 10th at 2 p.m. in downtown Pensacola. And the only thing that could top the Grand Parade is Fat Tuesday, February 13th, starting at 11 a.m. in Seville Court. A big, easy-style Mardi Gras festival, including a crawfish boil, Cajun food trucks, and all the dancing and partying downtown can handle. See you at the Grand Parade and Fat Tuesday, February 10th and 13th. 
The following message is sponsored by the Florida Department of Elder Affairs, the Florida Association of Broadcasters, and this radio station. Sarah is 64 and loves to garden. Recently, her health insurance ran out, leaving her worried about more than just weeds. She called the Elder Helpline and spoke with a volunteer shine counselor about her options. There, she received free, unbiased counseling on health insurance for those on Medicare. For more information or to volunteer, call 1-800-963-5337 or go to floridashine.org. Hey, Andrew McKay here. This morning we talked about the Santa Rosa County Commission's continued question of whether they're going to build the biggest flag in the entire state of Florida and some of the funnier elements that came up during that conversation. Talked about the ongoing EMS revolt inside Escambia County where they basically want the chief gone, but no confidence in him. Tomorrow we're going to speak with President Chad Stimmel from the union at 635 and get his perspective on all of this. You can listen to all of these interviews and segments at the NewsRadio923.com webpage on the po- You can listen to all of these interviews and segments at NewsRadio923.com. Get news at the top and bottom of every hour with WEAR-TV, our local news team, and Fox News on News Radio Pensacola. News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. It's the Pensacola Expert Panel, Garden Line with Mike Wiggins. We've got a bunch of text questions rolling in here this morning. I'm going to go ahead and get right to it because we only have a little bit of time for Fox News. Uh, our good friend Stefan wanted to know how to get rid of sand spurs in your grass. That is a tough one. Yeah. Um, if they're in your yard, first of all, and we could do a two-day seminar on this, Jake, but um, you've got, you have to do everything you can everything you can to get that turf thick. If you do that, your sandspur population is going to be less. Now, what you might want to do is just be sure you use your pre-emergence weed killer. And now is a good time to do that. Middle of February, 1st of March is use your pre-emergence weed killer. But to be quite frank with you, it's not going to work perfectly to stop all of your sandspurs. You've really got to work on your turf to get it healthy and thick. Now, there are some products out there that one can use in the hot weather that will kill everything. But some of these chemicals are pretty good in that they will kill everything, but they won't sterilize the soil. So if you've got this big patch of sand spurs, you can use that what we call a non-selective herbicide and spray that area, kill the sand spurs, kill everything, But the soil is such that you can go back and sod that area. Um, Even if you want to do it manual labor, go ahead and and dig up the sand spurs and then do some resodding. It's it's one of the toughest weeds that we have, um, probably next to um, nutsedge, which is also a tough one. Mm. So um, in any event, that's, that's kind of about the direction I would go. All right, keep your questions rolling in, 437-1620. we got a Fox News break, and then we'll be right back with more. Mike Wiggins, Garden Line, here on Pensacola's Expert Panel, News Radio 92.3. News Radio Pensacola. Your home for informative, local, and dependable news and talk. Start your mornings off with the award-winning Pensacola Morning News with Andrew McKay. Followed by the Pensacola Expert Panel with Jake. Then get informed and laugh from 11 till 2 with Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins. Followed by the Guy Benson Show. Your afternoon drive is anchored by Pensacola Right Now with Joe and Austin. Followed by Dave Ramsey. It's News Radio Pensacola. Heard on 92.3, 95.3, and AM 1620. 
92.3, informative, local, dependable. It's the Pensacola Expert Panel Garden Line with your host, Mike Wiggins. Be patient with your text questions. We'll get to them. We've just had so many come in this morning, so we're going to get right into it. Uh, somebody texted they wanted to know, um, do you know what growing zone we're in, if, it, if it's uh, 9 or 8 uh, here in North Pensacola? And they also wanted to know, what is the first freeze date and last freeze date? Oh, that that those are those are great questions. Uh, we're zone eight. Zone eight, Ohio, okay. I, North. I think I think you may find some literature that says we're um, maybe um, closer to zone nine, but I think we're um, zone eight is is where we are. So okay. That's that's what I would good judge my uh, my plant buying by. On on the freezes, very very interesting. Um, I'm going to pull out our trusty chart. Ah. The, the Mike and Jake chart. Um, it. <laughs> My trusty chart says this all percentages. That's a good weather guy's way out of this. Yeah. Uh, on February on February eighteenth, there's a sixty percent chance that we'll have thirty two degree weather before the um, the spring is mm. before spring gets here. Now, if you go down the line on March second, it's only thirty percent chance, and then on March thirteenth, it's a ten percent chance. Mm. Okay. Okay. Now, the the first freeze. I don't know if I have that one or not on my chart, but in any event, that's that's what the chart says. Okay. But let's let's go to real life here. <laughs> um, I have seen in Pensacola, people in the middle of March just load up tomato plants, petunias, mm. marigolds. I mean, the whole thing, all that stuff that we just enjoy so much in the spring. And have an April frost, <laughs> and people have lost a lot over the years. Now it doesn't happen every year, but I have seen about the first of April when you say, "Hey, this is safe. We can plant anything we want to have a problem." I saw it happen one year. We had such cold weather on that first week in April. The centipede grass had started to come out of dormancy. A lot of centipede lawns looked pretty good, and it knocked them right back into dormancy. They mm. all browned out. And people said, oh, I've got fungus, I've got bugs. No, you've just got cold weather coming back. Right. So um, that's that's the deal on that. Um, real quick, let me see. The first freeze, um, let me see where I'm um, The earliest freeze in Pensacola ever recorded was November 1st, hmm. 1993. Oh, wow, that was a good year. Okay. But you know, you know what, we all, what we always said, Jake, and last week we talked about this. I won't repeat it again, but... Once again, if you're riding down the interstate, I-110, leaving downtown, heading north, look to your right about, oh, half a mile um, after, once, after you get on the interstate, and there's a, a big grove of pecan trees. Mm -hmm. And when those pecan trees are put on new growth, you're probably in pretty good shape. All right. Now, watch them put on new growth about March 15th, and we have that freeze in April. Right. I'll have to go off the air. I just could apologize. We'll have protesters outside the studio. But anyway, we all know it's Pensacola. You know, we love our area. We love the weather here, but it is so unpredictable. Right. All right. Get your questions in, 437-1620. It's the Garden Line with Mike Wiggins. Uh, somebody wants to know, how soon should I start fertilizing my azalea, hydrangea, and gardenias? I'd wait till after they after they bloom. Let's, let's talk to the azaleas, because that's probably the one most people have. Um, I would let them bloom, enjoy them. When they're finished blooming, cut them back if you want to, if you need to. Um, prune them after they bloom, right after they bloom. Because remember, they're going to set buds for the next year in July. So you need to have that little time frame in there when you when you prune them. 
insofar as fertilization is concerned, I've got sort of a rule of thumb on that, Jake. Mm -hmm. Whereas if you've got an azalea that's three feet tall, take three tight handfuls and fertilize that azalea with that fertilizer. Buy a good quality azalea and camellia fertilizer. Um, R is another option here. If you're going to fertilize your lawn, probably the best time is going to be in April sometime. And you're going to use what the formula we always like to talk about is 1608 formula fertilizer. That's kind of standard for our area. Fertilize your azaleas at the same time with the same fertilizer. Save hmm. yourself some money, and it'll do just as well. Okay. It's, got, it's got good nitrogen. It's slow release. It's got iron, magnesium, all that stuff in it. And so you could do everything at once. Hmm. Um, same thing. Same thing. On, on your, I would do your gardenias at the same time that I do the azaleas. And um, hydrangeas, the same thing. All right. Uh, moving on to the next question here. Um, pruning trees, is it recommended to apply a spray to the cut surface to avoid disease or bugs invading there? I have heard that these sprays can inhibit the growth of the bark to heal over the cut site. Well, whatever you've heard <laughs> is absolutely correct. Oh. Absolutely yeah. correct. It's so funny. I guess back in the day, back in our retail day, we sold hundreds of cans of what we call pruning paint whereas you obviously you cut the limb off and mm -hmm. you kind of paint kind of it was a tar type material mm. well that was what the state recommended back then now, that's years ago years ago nowadays no let it go let it heal over by itself it'll callous over by itself and so you do not want to use any of the sealer on it no. Okay. Thank you for your question, David. Now, uh, John wants to know, should he trim his crepe myrtles? They've never been trimmed back. It's been over 20 years. Oh, it's, it's, it's your option. It's, right. your, it's your option. Um, a lot of, there's different varieties of crepe myrtles. There, um, some are dwarf, and a dwarf is not, doesn't mean it's three feet high, but it doesn't grow quite as tall as, as your other crepe myrtles. Oh, no, I've got them in my neighborhood. They, they wouldn't even think about pruning them. They're 20 five feet high easy maybe more and, and they're beautiful they bloom on new growth and they, they bloom every year and it's, it's a really a beautiful tree pruning them back is simply to kind of keep them under control kind of keep the size under control mm -hmm. um and a lot of people like that but like this gentleman here if he's got one he hadn't pruned in 20 years it's not going to affect the health of the tree mm -hmm. um that pruning necessarily it's going to bloom anyway it's going to bloom in spite of itself mm -hmm. And so, no, I, I wouldn't, if you don't, if you like it, just, you know, growing, you know, without being pruned, go for yeah, it. It's, it's not going to hurt the tree at all. It's been 20 years, you might yeah. as well. Oh, yeah. yeah, let it go. Enjoy yeah. it. Absolutely. All right. Um, we had a couple people text in about the uh, the planter box outside of her oh, window. Oh, Suggestions, great. Uh, yeah, so um, Chenille, Chenille, C-H-E-N-I-L-L-E. Uh, -E. Don't know it. They said that might be good. Also something I, that we've never heard of. Uh, somebody said that Creeping Jenny would be nice okay. in a window box. Cool. haven't heard of that either, so we'll cool. look those up. Um, I think I think that our lesson here is that there is just amazing a number of things that you could put in that window box. I think the only thing that you have to be sure on that window box is, one, you've got good drainage. That's mm -hmm. critical. That may be what has happened to the azaleas that were in there. It didn't have drainage. You've got to have kind of holes in the bottom of it so it will drain. And the sun-shade relationship there. If it's shady, then you've got all other options. If it's sunny, your options are otherwise. So those are some of the things you have to look at. And, of course, 
irrigation. You know, a window box is um, obviously not going to be on your sprinkler system. Right. So you've got to have it so you can you know you're going to be able to water it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would wager those azaleas in that window box got root bound, and you know, and maybe didn't get enough irrigation or maybe too much sun. And that may have been what happened. Yeah. And uh, since it's right by her kitchen window, she can just, while she's washing dishes, just go ahead and water those bad boys. Just open the window and go, yeah. and go for just it. Just go Absolutely. for it. Yeah. No question. All right. Get your questions in before it's too late. 437-1620. Um, I, I'll just say one thing about the window box again. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing we do here on the garden line we really enjoy, if you have time, and for example, let's just take the window box. Um, since we really don't know where it is and how big it is and all of that, mm-hmm. we love pictures. Right. We love pictures. That's Texas, some pictures of your your weeds, your plants, your landscaping, whatever. Mm-hmm. And um, maybe um, Jake and I can give you even a better answer right? Um, if we have something that we can look at. That'd be great because we've, we've, a lot of people do that. Mm-hmm. And um, we would love to hear it from you on that. Speaking of, uh, Catherine sent us some beautiful pictures of her uh, Soundside Hawaii Camellia. It's blooming. Just wanted to share. So we'll, we'll take a look at that. And I already got another commercial break we got to go to, but get your questions in before we're out of here. Uh, 437-1620 is the Garden Line with Mike Wiggins. We'll be right back. For a short month, February sure has a lot going on. The big game, Mardi Gras, Valentine's, and President's Day, to name a few. So what else can we celebrate? How about a very low interest rate and $500 cash when you finance a 2024 Volkswagen at Feedmore Imports? That's right. Feedmore Imports now offers 1.9% financing for 48 months on all 2024 Tiguan and Taos models, plus $500 customer cash. The 2024 Tiguan S from 29101 and financing for 1.9% at 48 months. The 2024 Taos S from 24991 and 1.9% financing at 48 months. Plus the 2024 Volkswagen Jetta S now from 22481 with available financing of 1.9 at 48 months. These deals won't last long, so hurry to feed more imports. They're not in Car City, but at 106 New Warrington Road, Pensacola. Special APR rates and bonus cash for qualifying credit. CCI must take retail delivery by March 4th, 2024. See dealer for details. The Pensacola housing real estate market has been crazy for the past few years. How do you know when to buy or sell? You'll need an expert to help you. Tune into the Pensacola Expert Panel this Thursday at 9 a.m. right after Pensacola Morning News to hear real estate expert Christina Leavenworth with Leavenworth Realty discuss current real estate conditions. That's Thursday at 9 a.m. on the Pensacola Expert Panel. The Pensacola Expert Panel, 9 to 11 weekdays on News Radio 92.3 a.m. 1620. You know what you want to do in retirement, but do you know how to get there? Tune in to What Your Money Would Say with Andrew McNair of Swan Capital, Saturdays at 1, to get answers to your retirement planning questions. Plan today so you can do all the things you've dreamt about doing in retirement. Don't miss What Your Money Would Say with Andrew McNair, Saturdays at 1. Firm offers insurance services, advisory services offered through Swan Capital, LLC. Serving overseas was just the beginning. We might be home from war, but our mission continues in communities all across the country. It's why we're out there in times of peace and crisis, providing meals to the hungry and supplies to the sick. It's why we're giving strength to those who are too weak and bringing resources to those without them. Service doesn't stop when we're done serving. It's what makes us the VFW. Learn more at VFW.org. 
Pensacola Morning News with Andrew McKay. Mornings before Pep Talk on News Radio 923. Informative, local, dependable. News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. It's the Garden Line with Mike Wiggins. Boy, you're going old school. I am going. I, I love some Glenn Miller. He's, I, I, I just pull up a Glenn Miller playlist. Great stuff. And yeah, we just. Great stuff. Yeah, love it, love it. Uh, all right, so we've been getting a lot of texts and calls this morning. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, you know, of course, Catherine sent that beautiful picture of her Hawaii camellia uh, blooming. And uh, somebody wants to, Ashlyn wants to know, do you make house calls, Mr. Wiggins? Uh, I, well, I wish I could. You're I right. wish I could, but I can't. I wish I could do yeah. that. Um, but let me tell you what to do. Um, let me find they wanted I've, got, some, I've, got a, uh, I've got a number here. Yeah. yeah. You might call the Escambia County Extension Service. I know um, – in the past, that they many times were able to come out and look at people's um, problems and questions and that type of thing. Mm-hmm. The phone number is 475-5230. That's the Escambia County Extension Service. Okay. Also, if you are interested in landscaping, um, I'll do a little plug for Blue Sky Landscaping. Mm-hmm. have Paul. Now, you want to have somebody who knows what they're doing and can help you with your project. Um, that's Blue Sky. They'll do a good job. Yes. So you might give him a call. Exactly. Uh, all right. So getting to the next question here, uh, we'll come back oh, and Jake, talk about Jake, let me interrupt you real quick. Yeah, I'm well, sorry. The name of Catherine's camellia was um, Hawaii. Soundside Hawaii. Soundside Hawaii, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, Catherine, it was beautiful. I walked yes. around this, uh, the studio, went and looked at the picture of it. It's absolutely gorgeous. And it's just so, what a great plant. That even after the freeze, when a lot of the blossoms that we had on our camellias, of course, had had it, you know, the buds came back and they didn't come back. The buds were there and um, the camellias bloomed and um, you have those beautiful plants like Catherine's got. So, Mm -hmm. Catherine, thanks for sending that along. Appreciate it. Any uh, yard bed planting suggestions? Yard bed? Yes. I guess that would be a, a big, big planter bed in your yard. What could you fill that with? I bet I've got about fifty. <laughs> can feel that. It's a loaded question, uh, and about a, about a three hour seminar on, on landscaping. That's a great question. Um, a lot of people, and and maybe I hope I'm not getting off topic here from the person that texted us. But if you've got an area in your yard, let's say with a big oak tree, and you just can't grow grass, so what do you grow? Mm-hmm. What do you put in there? Um, one, you can put in a ground cover. We talked about that last week. Mm-hmm. Um, the Asiatic jasmine is a really right. a good one. A lot of people will take an area like that and spot azaleas in there. Got to have it. I don't want to call it a natural area. That's not the right term. But a nice azalea bed, have it edged real nice, mulch it. Pine straw is always good. And it really will look nice. And there you don't have to grow grass in it. But there's all kinds of um, foundation plants, low-growing plants, medium shrubs that, that, would, that would go in there, go in that bed. So um, we, we need to do a show on that, Jake, because I, I think we need to do a show on um, some landscape planning and some landscape ideas because there are so many plants. But that, a natural area, not a natural area, but an area with plants versus sod is a good way to really have your yard looking good without um, having the grass problems that you might have because of too much shade or other problems like that. So, um, yeah, there's all kinds of plants you can use. 
All right. Next question, uh, 437-1620, if you want to get your questions in before we are out of here for today. Um, someone wants to know, they've got some mayhaw cuttings. Is, okay. Am I saying that right? Uh-huh. Uh, that they planted last year. They're in a lower part of the yard near a creek, so they're good on water, but is there anything they can do uh, for fertilizer? And uh, they said that they have them in round tomato wire cage enclosures to keep right. the deer from gnawing on the leaves. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. So fertilizer on those? We used to sell a little deer repellent. I don't, yeah. I don't think it worked. But mm. <laughs> I think we, we used to sell it. Uh, yeah, fertilization on, on that, just a, a good ordinary fertilizer uh, uh, that one would, um, for example, like the azalea fertilizer we talked about earlier, that would work. The lawn fertilizer, which is a 1608, would work. But whatever you do, don't, if you're going to use something, a fertilizer you use on the yard, on a plant, be sure you haven't picked up a bag of weed and feed because, one, we don't like that product anyway. But if you put that on, that may haul you, you know, you're gone. It's over. Mm. <laughs> it's all over. But, yeah, I just think a good plant fertilizer, one that you would use on your azaleas or your camellias or um, your palms, it'd be a, a palm fertilizer would work great. It's got some magnesium sulfate in there that would really help that plant. So I don't think you think you need to be too picky about the fertilizer you use, but don't overdo it. You don't want to burn anything and be sure that you put some supplemental water on it once you fertilize it. I think that that would be very, very important. We've got calls still coming in. We only have a few moments left. Believe it or not, I have another commercial break to get to. Right Go now. for it, Jake. All right. Go for we'll, it. We'll be right back. <laughs> Finding a landscaper that will actually call you back? Check. Finding one that offers high-end designs complemented with 3D walkthrough designs and 2D renderings? Check. Finding a great landscaper that can also execute beautiful landscape and hardscape designs? Check. Finding one that knows how to erect outdoor pergolas, fences, patios, and kitchens? Check. Finding the right landscaper that also offers irrigation services? Check. Hi, this is Paul with Blue Sky Landscapes. Call us today for a free quote and check out our work at blueskypensacola.com. Investing in times like these can be scary if you don't have the right person at the helm of your finances. Armada Advisors will put you on the right path for success. Join Wesley Odom with Armada Advisors to find a better way you can successfully invest your money and enjoy your retirement. Tune in to the Pensacola Expert Panel this morning at 10. The Pensacola Expert Panel, 9 to 11 weekdays on News Radio 92.3 AM 1620. You love your car or truck, right? We love it too. This is Mike Ryan at Mike Ryan's Truck and Auto Accessories. For a cooler summer and protections from harmful UV rays, we'll tint the windows. For safety and security, we have alarms, backup cameras, and dash cams. And for the most beautiful vehicle on the block, our full detailing service will make it look brand new. We have so many custom accessories, it's impossible to list them all here. So come see us at Mike Ryan's Truck and Auto Accessories on Industrial Boulevard at W Street, just north of Marcus Point Baptist Church. Hi, I'm Terrence A. Gross. As many of you know, I am a local board-certified personal injury lawyer, and I have practiced in this community for almost 40 years. Our law firm handles only people that have been injured due to the negligence of another. Join me this Wednesday at 1030 on Pep Talk as we discuss all aspects of personal injury law. The Pensacola Expert Panel, 9 to 11 weekdays on News Radio 92.3 AM 1620.
Guy Benson, keeping you informed of the news every day at 2, right after Mark New Van Camp and Robbins on News Radio 923. Informative, local, dependable. You're back on the Garden Line with Mike Wiggins. Get your questions in before it's too late. 437-1620. Take it away, Mike. Oh, thank you. On the yard bed question, um, I don't think we really gave too many suggestions there. Number one, it's such a broad subject. It's kind of hard to do in just a mm-hmm. few words. But just a few quick suggestions. Quick suggestions. I have a lot of friends who, in a bed like that, will do a planting of camellias. You could put Sasanquas. We have Sasanquas out here in the bed in front of the studio, mm-hmm. yep. which make sort of not a ground cover necessarily, but it's um, you know it's a, a bed that um, enhances the look the look of the building. Dwarf azaleas would be a choice. You don't want it in full blaring sun, but that would certainly be a choice. And if you if you're in an area for your yard bed, if you will, that you have pure blaring sun, some of the ornamental grasses are good. The muley grass is one of my all-time favorites with that purple plume that comes up in the fall. So, Nandina. Oh, and real quick, um, if you're over at Baptist Hospital, we've talked a lot about ground covers here on the Garden Line the last couple of weeks. They have done a beautiful job of using, well, let's talk about the uh, liriope, um, just spotting it in these beds, and you've got acres of liriope as a ground cover backed up next to their building, one of the buildings, with Nandina, which is a real heavenly bamboo is another name for that. But my point is that um, there's so many plants you can use, and using that liriope as a ground cover really works for them, and it might work for you too. All right. Uh, Somebody texted in, uh, both the Camellia Club and the Rose Society in Pensacola often will do house calls regarding those plants for no charge. And uh, the Escambia County Master Gardeners Program has volunteers working towards their certification. And you can enroll, too, for that program if you want to learn a lot about that. So you can look that up online. That's exactly right. And that number that I gave you Mm -hmm. for the extension service, that's the number you can call to ask about the Master Gardener Program. That is a great program and remember the camellia club okay jake mm-hmm. this is going to tax your memory yeah remember their ncis program? right right what we did we ever figure out exactly what that's good for the national camellia <laughs> identification society am i right that's close enough for me okay all right ncis ncis they will come out to your house they and help they, you they yeah will. they will they will uh all right Thank you so much for listening today. We had so many questions and calls. We didn't even get to what we came in to talk about, but that's great. We love helping you. Thank you for listening. Mike, thank you for being here today. Well, it's always fun, Jake. Yeah, we'll see you next week. Local talk in the morning, 5 to 9, with Andrew McKay is on News Radio 92.3. WNRP Golf Breeze, Milton, Pensacola.